Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Let's get down to business to review Mulan. We talked the Disney remake of its 1998 animated classic on this episode of Normies Like Us. Say cheese. Every family must contribute one man. My father cannot fight, so I will take his place. Your job is to bring honor to the family. Insult me again and you'll take the tip off my blade. We're back, normies, and if you're confused by whose voice this is, that's because uh, it's just a couple of the boys this week. The other boys will be back. It's just the two of us today, and you are joined right here by uh, Mike Shu. Oh, yeah, and this is... Uh... Shit, I didn't think of a name. You mean um, Jacob? Yeah. My name doesn't really fit into like puns with Chinese names very well. But this is Jacob. And we're here talking about Mulan, the live action remake, 2020. Disney um, Plus and Disney Plus, some theaters. $30. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, this is a rare combination. Just me and Jacob on this one. Again, the boys will be back, probably talking the boys. So stay tuned for that. But meanwhile, we're talking the girls. Yeah. Or at least one girl. The girls. And yeah. Juan Mulan. Um, so, first of all, a lot of people are familiar with the 1998 animated film. A lot of people have a lot of affection for that, this being another of the Disney live-action remakes. And before we get into the review part, I just want to say that, in my opinion, it's the best of the Disney live-action films, and it's terrible. Um, so, it's a pretty low bar, I think, for these Disney live-actions. Yeah. Um, no, I think I pretty much agree with you. I think, like, yeah, it's better than... Uh, you know, some of these other live action... Like Aladdin or... Aladdin, Lion, Lion King. King. I thought Lion Dumbo. King was okay, too. But um, this one, I think it's very competently made. Like, the, I think the action is good. The visuals are nice. Um, but for me, like, the story... There's some problems with the with it that I had that we can get into. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the... Actually, the animated movie is superior to this one, Um not just because, like, I, I kind of missed some of the songs, even though, like, I didn't care if it was, like, a whole musical. A musical. Yeah. But um, it definitely felt like it needed something. And they took a lot of the, like, they made it much more serious, obviously, in this one. Um, but, yeah, there's some problems that we can get into. But overall, I think I kind of agree with you on this. Yeah, it's, it's competent, but it kind of feels kind of right in the middle. It's not special in, in any way, I don't think. And we'll, we'll get into that. Um, interestingly yeah. enough, though, yeah, it, it has the polish. It has the action and the big name actors, you know, Donnie Yen, Jet Li, are, you know, part of this as well. That's right. uh, and they spent like $200 million on this thing, you know, and it was originally going to be released in theaters. They went straight to Disney Plus and it made somewhere around, based on what we can get of those numbers, like, $33 million on its opening weekend. So. Right. And I know there's some some controversies with this film, but even in China, uh, which obviously they wanted to help hopefully have a, you know, decent size um, opening in China. Mm-hmm. And I think it got outsold by Tenet, its opening weekend in China. So it didn't even, uh, you know, really catch on with the Chinese market either. Um, so it's kind of a problem. And I think, you know, it's for a Disney movie. I think it's decent for what it is, you know, because it's obviously aimed at younger audiences. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, like, yeah, like you said, there's not, it's like not special in any way. It's just kind of average to me. So, and the pacing kind of felt slow at times. And I, I, I was kind of not interested the whole time, 
you know, there's yeah, boring and in time. some ways, and, and like with a lot of these, it just makes you kind of watch, it makes you want to watch the animated one instead. Um, interestingly, too, with with the story of Hua Mulan, like it's like a Chinese folktale from, you know, the fourth to sixth century. It's kind of hard to date the exact origin, but, you know, it's like a beloved kind of tale for China and for Disney to adapt in the 90s. And then now, you know, if you can't if you mess it up, it's going to be a big deal for people, especially right. uh, in China. Uh, other controversy coming from uh, Liu Lifei or Yifei, the main actress, uh, with her support of the police in Hong Kong, yeah, causing some also boycotts uh, in the pro Hong Kong camps out there. Yeah, uh, exactly. So and just stuff. Also, I guess they filmed in some locations where you know some some stuff is going on. I'm not super versed in in all the you know intricacies of what's going on with China and Hong Kong and everything, but um, seems like you know Disney. Uh, <laughs> You know, Disney wants the the money from the Chinese market, so they have to like appease the, you know, the uh, Chinese Communist Party in in some ways. So the government only allows so many foreign films to be screened every year. You gotta kind of play ball if you want to get distribution there, and that's just kind of the way it is. And and Disney does want that money. Yeah. But that being said, uh, yeah, let's just get down to business now that all that's out of the way, and let's just kind of talk our review of the live action 2020 Disney Plus and some theaters worldwide, Mulan. Let's do it. Should I ask myself in the water what a warrior would do? Tell me underneath my armor, yeah, my loyal, brave and true. Yeah, my loyal, Let's get down to business to remove the songs. We nice. don't need a dragon. <laughs> Just a shitty phoenix. Nice. All right, we're back. We're talking Disney Plus's Disney's 2020 Mulan. Pushed back due to COVID. Now, uh, the first kind of big streaming release for them. I mean, we've seen some other smaller movies, you know, uh, make it onto streaming earlier in the year. Um, but this is kind of the first flagship release. And depending on how it does, you know, maybe do we get a Black Widow on streaming? As we said, didn't make a ton of money, but that might just be because it's maybe not the greatest film. So we're going to elaborate on our opinions on that right here. Right. Yeah, I wonder, you know, under normal circumstances, if this movie, how it would have done at box offices, uh, I kind of think it would be, it would have underperformed or even bombed. Um, Because, like, I think this movie is very, like, inoffensive in what's actually, you know, happening in the movie. But there were some changes that I think the 90s, animated movie actually does better. And I think my biggest problem with the, with this movie was the fact that, um, you know, at the very beginning, Mulan is already like, has basically superpowers. <laughs> she's a Jedi, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like she's, a, she's the chosen one. She has such a powerful chi that she can do anything. Um, so it's like, she doesn't have really any room to grow because she's already basically perfect. Um, so why even have like a training montage in the middle when she's already like can fight better than anybody? Um, so the only kind of growth that she goes through is that, you know, the, her whole life she's told to hide her chi, um, being a woman and everything, uh, because you don't want to be a, w- be called a witch and everything. So, um, she kind of learns halfway through that, you know what, fuck that, like, fuck the patriarchy. I'm just going to come out and be who I am. And that's kind of her, her arc in the movie, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, whereas in the animated, and we're going to be comparing them, 
you know, the animated one, she doesn't have chi. She doesn't have right. the force, right? And she has to learn, just like all the other soldiers who are just random dudes selected from each family. They weren't, like, good soldiers. They're just, like, ragtag peasants. Right. So she's growing at the same time as they are and becoming a warrior at the same... So she's keeping up with the men, so to speak. Whereas in this movie... She's superior to all of the men and all of the people around her, and she needs to hide that. Right. She needs to pretend that she's not a badass, which it, it completely kind of subverts the, the message of the original cartoon, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I, it was an interesting choice to do. I don't think it worked uh, for Disney to do that. But um, because, like I said, it just leaves you nowhere to grow as a character if you're already basically Neo. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're Neo, you're a Jedi, you're Harry Potter, whatever. You know, you're already the chosen one. When Ray yeah, Star Wars, <laughs> right? She's Ray in, you know, in the nineties, Mulan was just a normal person. Like everyone was just a normal person. She had to learn how to fight and do stuff. Like when she's climbing up that pole in the nineties one, you know, it takes mm-hmm. like, you know, all night for her to do that. And when she finally does it, that's like a triumphant moment. In this one, they kind of have that with like the water carrying, but even that was like, I didn't understand what was even going it, it on there. It seems like, yeah, with the water carrying of the buckets, you know, that's the trial now instead of climbing the pole is it's like, fuck it, I'm just going to use my chi now. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sick of this, right? And meanwhile, in, in the cartoon, she's using her brain to kind of figure out how to use the weights to climb up the pole. She's kind of outsmarting the problem. Right. Using, you know, one of her And the point of that, that has. is, like, you don't have to be the strongest or the fastest. Like, you can use your wits and, like, come up with other ways of solving the problem that you don't always have to be, like, the biggest and strongest. But in yeah, this, she already is because she just has the chi. <laughs> Yeah, and even in the original, you have, you know, moments where in that moment of using her brain and her wits, she's rejecting kind of this idea of hypermasculinity and just brute strength. Like everyone else is just trying to climb the pole. She's able to kind of go against that. And even to the point where her her soldier homies at the end of the movie, they like dress in drag to save right. the emperor. So like there's kind of this gender dynamic happening in the original that's completely absent here. Yeah. And even the idea that she is like, oh, only men are supposed to have chi, but then she can use it. it it's it's confusing. Uh, right. The and I was polished. Yeah, I think the action does look pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of an homage to like the Hong Kong action movies and, you know, Kung Fu. The camera Fu. gets a little too crazy for me sometimes where it's like yeah. going super Dutch, you know, 180s. Right. But. but even in casting like Jet Li and Donnie Yen, like they didn't have to do that. That's kind of a nice like homage to like, older audiences because obviously this is mainly geared towards younger people who probably wouldn't even know who they are so mm-hmm. for for the adults watching it's nice to be like oh donnie yen is her like instructor and like that's nice yeah um, bruce jet lee weirdly he's like dubbed did, did he seem like he was dubbed over or he dubbed himself over oh yeah like the voice should sure. match his his yeah dialogue, but that could have been just me could be and like donnie yen like he doesn't get a lot to do but he's kind of like the stereotypical like instructor who's like what you're a girl um, yeah. So, but he does, you know, they do learn at the end, like, oh, girls can be warriors too. Uh, but to me, I think the most interesting part of this movie was actually the character of the witch, which I don't want to call her the witch, but I, for, I don't know her name because I don't know if they ever said it in the movie. It, we could call her Hawk Girl, I guess. <laughs> Hawk Girl. Yeah. I think that was like the most interesting layer of this movie because it kind of shows, you know, she's like Mulan, that she has like a super powered chi. Um, but because of that, you know, she gets cast out as a witch. Um, mm-hmm. so she's almost forced to join the, the bad guys because she wants to live in a world where she's accepted. So she kind of, that's like her motivation. And I think that's like an interesting parallel to Mulan. Um, 
and in the end, like she sacrifices herself for Mulan. So that's kind of nice, but they could have, I think almost gone further with that character. Um, and I kind of yeah. almost wanted them to like, just team up together at the end and say, fuck this, like fuck, fuck this whole system. But yeah. obviously I knew that wasn't going to happen. I mean, she, she is super powerful. Um, and they do the whole, you know, we're not so different. You and I speech, you right. know, where it's like, they're never going to accept you. And, you know, um, and the Rorons, as they're called in this, um, you know, they're kind of assholes to the witch, but like she could just destroy them. Right. Like, she could destroy that leader. Like, honestly, these people seem like if you just destroyed that leader, dude, all those people would fall in line and be like, all right, Hawk Lady, we're, we're with you now. Right? Yeah, true. But I guess she's yeah. just using them and then she's ready to like, I guess her plan was once the Rorans overthrow the, the empire that she would kind of like overthrow the leader and become the leader, maybe. Yeah, but I do have an issue with when she does sacrifice herself for Mulan, like a single arrow is fired and we know she can turn into like a million birds. Oh, true. Also, so <laughs> like, why not just have one of those, yeah. those million birds get hit or, or something or redirect the arrow? Like she has strong magic. She didn't need to die. Right. Yeah. From, I mean, from a story standpoint, for the story, she know. needed to die because Mulan's got to learn lessons. There is stuff. one. One moment that I did like in this was where Mulan gets lost in the salt flats, kind of. And um, that's where she first encounters the, the witch or the hawk lady. And the hawk lady ends up throwing this kind of shuriken, you know, thing at her and it hits her in the chest. And the reason she survives is because she has her chest wrapped to hide the fact that she's a woman. Right. Right. So it's like in that moment, it's like a dude would have just gotten hit in the clavicle and wrecked. But because she was a woman, she had this extra layer of protection. Oh, like, true. That felt like, oh, my gosh, you're alive because you're a female. Like, right. That's kind of neat. Right. But then at the end, um, she tears off all her you know, armor. armor and stuff anyway, and then just lets her hair down. So if she got hit then, she'd die probably. But right. Yeah. And this is where my other issue is, is um, the original Mulan, the message is, you know, even if you're a woman or a young girl, right, and, and you work hard, you're just as good as the boys at sports at, or whatever. Like, you have value if you just apply yourself and you can use your smarts. You don't have to be the strongest. This is, as long as you're magic, be right. yourself. Because <laughs> the sister character is not magic. Yeah. And at the end, she's like, oh, I'm going to get married with the matchmaker. So it's like, if you're magic... Yeah, you can exceed your station in life. But if you're normal, maybe just settle down and get married. Right. Which I do not like at all. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like every other woman in this, you know, movie, like, yeah, you can't, you can only do what you can do. But Mulan, you're special. So you can be with the boys, but only you. And maybe the witch yeah. if she was, you know, good and not evil. But Right, which I did want her to have that redemption. And I think that's a big issue with kind of the messaging. And I found this YouTuber, he's called Accented Cinema, and he, he's, um, he's from China, and he does this content, like kind of movie analysis. And I watched this video on Mulan, and he was putting the perspective into my head of, imagine, you know, you're, you're a young girl growing up in China, and you watch the original. Now you're in your 20s and 30s, and like, you're fighting for feminist rights in China, which is kind of a, a big issue. Right. And then this movie comes out that is kind of like spitting on that message from the original. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, it's like on one hand, it's like it's Disney, so you can't really expect too much from them, you know. But um, I do think like that just the change to make her naturally like ha like just be Jesus already. It's like mm -hmm. that kind of undercuts the whole message of, of the movie for sure. 
Yeah, and she's like backflipping right out the gate. And yeah. I, I don't think there's anything malicious in this. I just think it's more they're trying to play it so safe. Yeah. With everything, right? Because there's a lot of action, right? But there's no blood, right? There's yeah. a lot of people who do get killed, but you never see kind of any real violence. You just see the choreography of, yes. of war, but you don't ever see the actual um, kind of cost of war. Uh, whereas in the original, they're, they're singing the song and then they come across that village that's been slaughtered. So even true. that has more weight. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, cartoon. I think, you know, this was rated like PG or PG-13 or something. But yeah, you don't see any blood. You just see arrows going into people and like swords swinging and stuff. But um, yeah, and I do think the action choreography was nice. Like, I do think it was kind of an, an homage to the, the Hong Kong style of action. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if you watch something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that kind of thing. Um, you know, a lot of similar with the wire work and like running up walls and stuff. Like, I love all that. Um, but obviously, I wasn't expecting it to be like rated R and have like a bunch of blood and stuff. Um and I do like the the cinematography as well. Like the visuals look nice, the landscapes, the costumes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it usually definitely looked like it. You know, had a big budget. Um, there was a couple times I was like, for the budget, it kind of looked almost cheap. Uh, but for most of it, like the landscapes were great, and um, mm-hmm. I like some of the framing and stuff, even in the the larger scale battles. Um, yeah. Yeah, some of the green screen is is a little weird. Um, I don't like the look of the phoenix, which is replacing Mushu as like the the spirit guardian for the family. Right. In this one. And it just kind of flies around, I guess, guiding her along her destiny. It's kind of like a non. Yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, um, on the nose way of saying like, oh, you know, she's going through this journey to become who she is. Um, And there's even that shot where you know, it, it's behind her and it's wings spread out and everything. Um, this is a cool looking shot. Yeah. It's very Game of Thrones, but the opposite right. end where it's not evil now. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, overall, one other problem I had with the movie too is just being it being live action. It's really harder to do the like her hiding, pretending to be a man, basically. Like it's yeah. easier to do an animation because in this it's like even when she was in disguise as a man, it's like you're not really going to fool anybody. Like she obviously still looks like a woman there. Like all she Mm -hmm. does when she becomes a woman is just lets down her hair and like takes her armor off. But it's like, it's yeah. You know, you, you weren't fooling me. Like, I don't think Donnie Yen would be fooled. I think, um, white chicks was more convincing, (laughs) um, in the, in the gender swap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the other thing too, is just letting your hair down. You go girl, because it's like in the original, it's a it's a really serious scene where she's, you know, looking at her reflection in the sword and thinking about how her father might die if he goes to war. And, you know, the moment where she actually cuts her hair off, right, and puts on the armor to, to leave in the night. In this, she just looks at the sword, smash cut, armored up, and she's gone. Right. right? So this, like, really important life-changing decision she's making is just a, a, a straight cut. Yeah. And I think that goes back to like the pacing problems that I had with it, where it's like at some points it felt like very slow um, and like focusing on things that like weren't that important to the story. And then other times like parts like that, which you would want to see in a larger scene, were just like very quick and like um, they just move on very quickly.
All right. So, I mean, another thing that, that, you know, is like the cartoon versus this one is, you know, we're talking about how she's going to overthrow kind of the patriarchy. And, you know, I'm going to be proud that I'm a, a strong woman in this army and save everybody and then I'll be accepted. But at the end of the day, in this one, she's just kind of upholding the patriarchy, right. just upholding the empire. Right. And even in the, the cartoon, she's kind of saving the emperor because like. He's just like a fellow human being. But in this, she's saving the emperor because it's, it's for the glory honor, of right. honor of the country. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's about upholding the status quo almost. In a, in yeah. A way. And obviously, like, you know, being said in this t- period of time in China, like they're very focused on honor and like family honor was very important within the, this culture. Um, but yeah, even like when she met you know, the witch for the first time. And she's like, you know, join up with me, like together, you know, we could like be super powerful. And I, I, mm-hmm. I like almost wanted her to do that. Instead, she's like, nah, f- fuck that. I'm just going to go uphold the patriarchy some more, even though they don't accept me, but they, you know, I'll show them. But yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the last Jedi, you know, let it all burn the Jedi, the Sith, you know, let's go. Yeah. Right. They had another chance to do it and they didn't do it. It's like they almost um, get there, but you know, it's still Disney. So at the end of the day, they're not going to have like a subversive message like that. And you are telling the story of Juan Mulan where, you know, she does, you know, get offered the position in the emperor's court. She usually in the stories, there's different versions will turn it down and returns home. And then right. is accepted by her father. And we do get that moment where she just wants she's to go bringing home. these. Yeah. And she brings the symbolic honors of the sword and stuff to her father. And, you know, he just casts them inside and says, the greatest honor is having you as a daughter, which like that is a, a touching moment. And that's nice. That that is also in this and was in the cartoon. So you yeah. do kind of get that. But then they ask her, do you want to join the Emperor's Guard? And at the end of the movie, she thinks about it. Credits. So we don't know whether she just stays at home. Right. Or And I guess it's also open-ended because they might do a sequel, too, is what I heard. So um, oh, we'll wow. move on, too. No <laughs> but yeah, it's like, if you, uh, <laughs> you know, the implications. The cartoon version of that went really well. Yeah. The implications of, you know, her just wanting to go home at the end, it's like, kind of depressing if you think about it because she probably will get have to do the matchmaking and like get you know matched up with someone to marry and like you know that forced matchmaking is still going to be a thing in that culture it's not like she stopped that so it's like still a problem yeah her sister still got married yeah um so nothing really changed in that culture she just kind of learned how to be herself but she you know still living under she saved everybody And then just ended up kind of in the same place, right? Her father has more respect for her. And, and, you know, I've learned my place, now learn yours was his line early on. And then he accepts her, right? Right. Um, Interestingly, in this one, though, it's like, if you can't fight well, they just kick you out of the army. Yeah. They don't kill you. So her dad would have just had to come back home. Like, true. But then then the family would be dishonored. I guess so. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Um, in, In the original poem, I did some research and it's like, you know, Mulan spends 12 years in the army and gains 12 ranks. And it's not until she goes back home and then her friends who were in the military come visit her at her home village that they see her in plain clothes, dressed up like a woman. And they're like, oh, my God, uh, you know, why, why didn't you tell us? Right. Uh-huh. And then that's when the line it's at the end of the poem is when two rabbits are running side by side. How can you tell which is male and which is female? You know, mm-hmm. the point being. You know, when it comes down to practical matters like combat or this or that, you know, men and women are equal, right? Right. 
And that's kind of the main message. Meanwhile, the very beginning of this movie, she comes into the house. I was riding a horse and I saw two rabbits. I think one was male and one was female. Right. But the point of the line is you cannot tell the difference in that kind of moment, right? Yeah. So it's like they even got the point of the poem wrong right. with this <laughs> reboot. Yeah, it almost seems like the 90s movie is just like has more subtlety than this one. Like this one, they spelled it out too much. Like what was the point? And they undermined their own point by having her just be all powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's flawed, but overall, I think it's very competently made flawed movie that like it, c- it can be entertaining. Like I'm not saying don't watch it because I, if you want to spend 30 bucks to watch it on Disney plus um, you know, it's not the worst way to spend two hours, but um, yeah, I think it does undercut its own message a lot, unfortunately. And again, it just makes me kind of want to go back and rewatch the cartoon. We didn't get a be a man. We right. didn't get any of the good music, you know. And in the 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 Chinese release of the cartoon, Jackie Chan sings that song, and it is incredible. Oh, nice. I'm going to cut that in before the wrap up. You'll get the. They should have put version. Jackie Chan in this movie too. That's true. They should have. But uh, you know, you do get Jelly. She has her her spin kick projectile move yeah. right is that is that a cool move the one where she kills bori khan with the arrow yeah but then they don't show the arrow going in remember they got to frame it out yeah and then you cut to it already being in them yeah right? it was edited no kind of weird because like yeah they couldn't show super graphic violence um yeah i don't know yeah like the emperor but she does it with it. the spear at the one point as oh well. right that's like her finisher uh, move. When she, yeah it's her special move when she's showing up the uh the fellow soldiers, but yeah, I, I mean, you get a little bit of a, it reminded me of the 30 seconds to Mars music video when they're fighting in the forbidden city. Um, oh, I don't nice. know if you remember that video, but uh, it's very, very similar because the narrow walls and they're jumping off of it and it's in the forbidden city. It's, oh, right. It's almost shot for shot, but I agree. It's competently made, but I, I don't think I would spend the 30 bucks on it again. <laughs> again. Uh, I would watch the cartoon watch Bill and Ted, uh, Face of music that was not good either, but I think it has more value than than this because I feel it has been stripped of all of the elements that make the original such a classic. Yeah, and like you said, the messaging is a little more watered down, and it's a lot stronger in the original. Uh, there's a lot more fun, I think, in the original. This is competent, but it's not. It, it doesn't blow me away, right. right? Especially when we're used to seeing CG spectacle, even the magic of the witch. It's just kind of falls on deaf ears, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, well, it's interesting because. Some of the other these other Disney adaptations, they've gotten criticized for being, you know, just straight knockoffs. Like The Lion King is just like, you know, exactly like the the animated movie. So they've been criticized mm-hmm. for that. This movie, like they did try to change things up. So it's not just a straight, you know, remake of the 90s animated movie. They took out the music. They took out Mushu, the dragon. They took out the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even took, they took out the love interest, but they kind of just split the love. Like they made a love interest character who's a soldier. And then Donnie Yen is like the instructor. So it's like two different characters. Um, whereas in the nineties movie, like her instructor ends up being the love interest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think unfortunately it just doesn't work with what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. And probably what they're really trying to do is make a lot of money, which it does not look like they have done. Yeah. And even uh, failing in China, it's like, well, it kind of makes sense because like this is an American Disney movie about Chinese history. Like, why would Chinese people want to watch this? I, I think they'd probably rather watch a Chinese movie about Chinese history 
rather than like an Americanized a, version that doesn't is not even historically accurate, like with the chi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think they got the concept of chi correct in this movie. <laughs> you know, I, I think the Avatar cartoon gets it a lot better than than this does. <laughs> yeah, or any Star Wars movie. Uh, George Lucas understood Chi more than uh, the creators of Mulan. Right. Four writers credited on this movie. None of them Asian or even you know Chinese remotely either. Right, so, and the director know, wasn't a Asian. A little bit of disconnect either. Right, right. I think originally they were trying to get Ang Lee to direct this, and he turned it down. But he said he wanted an, an, a Chinese director or an Asian director to direct it. But then they ended up getting like mm-hmm. a, I think a white guy. So. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's a, it's a woman. Oh, we had a woman director, but I don't know the name. I should I should look it up. We should at least be fair. Yeah. Um, but you end up kind of with the the Hollywood watered down product, as to be expected. And this is directed by Nikki Caro. There you go. And uh, there you go. I don't don't know what else she's done. So that is gonna be our general thoughts on the Disney Plus Mulan. Let's go ahead and hit the wrap up. Throwing anything else we got here? A little bit shorter one for you guys this week, but we're gonna go ahead and catch you on the other side. We're back. Thank you, Jackie, for. Bringing us back into this, telling us how to be a man. Jackie. God, I love that version. Yeah, we had the Jackie Chan version of Be a Man from the 98 release of Mulan in China. Yeah, The voice of an angel, Jackie. Wish you would have been in this one. Right. And, I mean, Jackie, he should have been casting this one. I mean, you got Jet Li as the emperor. You got Donnie Yen. Why not have Jackie Chan in there, too? Just get old Jackie just somewhere in the village early on. Or or have him be the father character. Not that the the father father did bad in this or anything, but... Um, oh, and by the way, the mother in this movie, Mulan's mom, is played by Rosalind Chow from Star Trek. You might know her as Keiko, oh, Chief O'Brien's right. wife. Keiko O'Brien. You know, I wonder if he ever picked those socks up off the floor or not. <laughs> so I think that was yeah. a nice, uh, you know, little cameo there. Um, but overall, yeah, like well acted or like decently acted. I think, you know, the main actress did well. Uh, you know, very competently made, but nothing... In, like that interesting or extraordinary about this movie overall i think it's very average um you know so i put it maybe like a c a c plus i give it a dead middle c um but not a need to see it um so i i think it was average i mean the 30 dollars is pretty heavy it's going to be free at some point so i would i would say just wait until that happens um yeah. Or just watch the because the '90s version. Yeah, I would just watch that version, and like I think it, it, if you have you know young children or a young daughter, right? I think showing them the original is a lot better messaging, and they'll probably hold know, their attention that, better because this one, even though it's aimed at yeah. younger audiences, it could probably be boring to some to, to little kids. Like, there's no humor to kind of balance it out, or not much humor. There's no songs, so it's just kind of very. It's like a drama period piece. So it might not hold young kids' attention as well. That's true, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm going to say, personally, it's not a recommend. Again, the best of the Disney remakes, in my opinion, I think Aladdin was terrible. Yeah. All of the songs were worse. You do have Will Smith, but nothing could touch Robin Williams. Lion King was shot for shot with less expressive animals. Yeah. 
you know i didn't like dumbo and i don't think anyone cared about yeah lion king i didn't like the only other one that i've thought was decent was the jungle book um and that was like one of the first ones they did and that was john favreau directed yeah that one was probably my favorite even more than mulan of these adaptations but overall i think they're pretty much unnecessary and you know i don't need to see any more so (laughs) stop making them disney yeah, you know, I forgot about the Jungle Book, but you're right. Yeah, I think uh, this movie was certainly lacking in chi, and it did not make the cheddar that Disney was hoping. Yeah. So maybe they'll get the message that, hey, maybe uh, just remaking things that we have the IP for in live action is not the best move for us. Um, right. I mean, start it's, doing something original. It's easy for them because they already have the rights, so they can just remake it. And some of these have been successful. Again, I'm curious to see how this would have done if it got, you know, released in theaters normally without the, you know, pandemic and everything. Uh, but I would be, I would bet that it would still kind of underperform at the box office. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. But we would like to know maybe what you guys think back home. I hope you enjoyed listening to this quick little review on Mulan. Go ahead and tweet us, write to us at Normies Like Us, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We are out here. Again, I have been Mike Shu with my co-host. Uh, Hua Jacob. Um, <laughs> and next week, the boys will be back. The boys. All right. Catch you next time, Normies. See you, Normies. Bye. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. I'm trying to look up what the hell else Nikki Caro has done. Nikki Caro. The Zookeeper's Wife. Okay. She made some movies. The Whale, the whale Rider. Oh, Whale Rider. I that movie, I think. From like 2002. Isn't it? Isn't it just better Mulan? <laughs> Probably. I think it's like... Um, oh, it's it's um, Moana. Moana. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.